So I've been in this situation. Oh, Which one are you? Twice. Are you the friend that gets mad at other people for not hanging out? Or? Which one am I? <laughs> How dare you? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm a nosy gossip who gossips at laneygossip.com. You sound very unhappy about that. <laughs> Am I introducing myself that way? Yeah. Hi, I'm Sasha, and I give advice that you may or may not want to take. And this is What's Your Drama. <laughs> Welcome. We have a special guest this week. We sure do. It's our friend Kathleen newman Bermang. Yes. Hi, everyone. <laughs> this is a dream come true, right? This is. I've been trying to get on this podcast for years. Okay, so. I've been refraining from being like who I gotta fuck to get on this podcast. <laughs> well, luckily you didn't have you, to fuck anybody. You fuck I, anyone. I, really, I didn't have to, but, but I, I would have. I would have. I didn't know that was on the table. <laughs> it's amazing that you're here because we have two polar opposites. Um, just before we started recording, Kathleen was taking selfies and being like super vain, mm-hmm. and correct. Sasha, correct. Sasha abhors. The thirst, um, the social media thirst that you exhibit, Kathleen, daily, r- routinely. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to have a clash of um, we're going to have a clash of perspectives here. Oh, that's where we're going. No, okay. I'm going in a different place later. Okay, but good. But you I want just... us to fight right off the bat? Yes. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Yeah, and I will. Well, I don't understand your lack of thirst, Sasha. Oh, here we go. You're, like, here we go. One of the uh, most beautiful humans I've ever See, encountered now it's in my life. Love. No, truly. Like, okay, she's, she's hot. Hot. Look, my palms are sweating. This isn't where I want it to go. Yeah, exactly. This is why I guess this is why you don't like putting pictures of yourself online. But I'm just saying that you should more. Okay, I don't want. But she also judges like, oh my god, these people who are like in their bikinis on Instagram. Okay, I don't do that. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Kathleen is just showing me how busy she is, and I am good. I'm (laughs) Um, busy, busy, and and her accolades and her outfits. At least there's some sort of like (laughs) rhyme or reason to it. What are you you trying to say about me? Sometimes you just show me how pretty you look. <laughs> but I appreciate that it's always the tagline or whatever the line is. It's just like, I feel very vain today. So I get, like, as long as people are honest, my biggest thing that I've always said is when people are like, they're posting a bikini shot and they're like, you guys, I just wanted to let you know that sometimes it's tough out there. And like, just keep your head up. Like, bullshit stuff like that, just so that you can like show me your ass. I fucking hate. Right. What about your four? Yasik has Yasik has tried to insert himself already. Yasik, we've been talking for sixty-five seconds. <laughs> what about Yasik, and then Yasik. So Yasik's trying to be like Sasha. Well, you, we just took pictures, and you told me to delete some. I'm not saying that like I want to be ugly all the time. <laughs> I just don't like if I'm gonna have a picture, I want it to be nice. Yeah, photo approval is necessary, yes. whether you like social media or not. I agree Correct. with that. Yes, absolutely. Give also, me a fucking break. also he takes the worst pictures. The, the fucking worst. Oh, worst. Oh my god. Pictures. He like, just took one. My eyes were closed. He took another one. <laughs> my eyes, eyes were closed. closed. 
Then the third one, he said, Lainey, you look mad. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> but also, after he takes them, he's like, this one's great. Yes. The one with your eyes closed, for example. <laughs> this yeah. one's good. This he one's said good. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, Kathleen, congratulations. On what? What's your what? drama wants to congratulate you on your engagement. Oh, no, yes. It's a couple thank months you so old. Much. But it is, yeah. yeah. I've oh, done well. a lot of interesting things since then, but thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the reason we talk about, a lot of people write to us and ask us our advice about their wedding. Yeah, they do. Mm. Or whether or not they should go to a wedding or not go to a wedding mm-hmm. or what to wear to a wedding or mm-hmm. whatever. You are planning a wedding. Yeah. Kathleen, I hate every second of it. Kathleen is determined that she wants to not have to plan her wedding. She's the anti-Bridezilla. Yeah. I, I hate it so much. I'm like… 95% locked down on a venue. Mm-hmm. And the 95% is that I just want it to be over with. <laughs> I'm just like, fine, fine, let's freaking book but it. But do you I'm anticipate done. any drama with like anybody, any friends, any family members? Oh, yeah. So oh, there's, do. I've already told Lainey about this, but um, I don't even, I can't even talk about this. Can, can I talk about, about it? it? I don't think I can talk about it. Yeah. It's just bridesmaid drama. And oh, who, I who, I, who I choose to be a bridesmaid and not. Right. There's drama there. Oh, well. It's at Sasha at LaineyGossip.com. You can send anonymous <laughs> emails there. We can read it next week. But I also think it's really interesting because I agree. She's like completely not interested when we talk mm-hmm. about the wedding. Everything she says is like, oh, I just want to do that, blah, blah, blah. But she's also a producer. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a really, I think that there's a really interesting relationship between you not caring or wanting to get it over with, but also your like producer DNA that you're not going to let it totally slide because no, you have like, to produce the fuck out of everything. Exactly. Like, I think, yes, exactly. I'm going to produce the shit out of it if I have to. But because I'm going to have to produce the shit out of it is why I don't want to do it. Like, I do that for a living, mm-hmm. right? Like, I write and produce and organize things for my life. So in my personal life, like, I am the friend that's like, where do I show up? I'll be there 10 minutes late. <laughs> Everyone else do this for me. Yeah. Yes. Because in my professional life, I have that shit locked down. Yeah. And so this, like, wedding is a professional thing that's also kind of personal. And it's just, I just don't want to do it. I just want to show up. But I just, and I'm also not rich enough. I am not rich enough to just show up and have someone else do everything for me. Well, welcome to marriage, Kathleen. (laughs) It's a joy. (laughs) I'm excited for it. Yeah, Yeah. I'm good at bickering, so whatever. We routinely spend time on this show um, making fun of our husbands. So we look forward to welcoming you back um, so that you can add your voice to that conversation. Can I just interrupt for a second? Yeah. Um, Did you get the tweet that I added you at last week and you didn't (laughs) fucking even acknowledge that it was there? I'm, I'm sorry, what tweet? So I thought it would get your attention because it had something to do with Michael B. Jordan. What? And I split it. It was a split screen between how Michael B. Jordan and Steve Harvey look the same. What? <laughs> and you didn't even care. Okay. I did not see this. Okay. Clearly. Okay. I just And Michael B. Jordan and Steve Harvey do not look the they same. Do. They, they do. They do not. And so You're being racist right now. No! Not all black men look the no, same. No, I'm Sasha. not being racist. Let me show you the same mustache and teeth. That are, that is Michael B. Jordan. Yes, we will be love putting, of my life. Hello, we'll be putting, to my we'll be putting this picture. I'm going to find my the, second husband. I'm going to be finding the exact screenshot that it was. Look at the mustache and the teeth. Uh, <laughs> Michael B. Jordan and Steve Harvey. What is this picture of Steve Harvey? That is the worst me. one that I picked. But 
That he is shirtless. Is Michael Sasha B. Jordan's just showed face. me a shirtless no, I, picture of I Steve Harvey. Can't put. I don't want to see that anymore. It's and he's all lo- oiled up. He's like fucking. <laughs> I need to find a split screen. Look at this. Look. I, at, okay. I, this I'm isn't traumatized fair to, this isn't, from shirtless Steve Harvey. This isn't our, fair to our um our listeners because I'm just showing pictures. But I'll put that tweet in this post so that yeah. people can understand embed the tweet i will okay i'm sorry i missed it okay that's I all i wanted to do that then now we can move on now um, now my pettiness is gone but also no now my pettiness <laughs> is coming back up because you're always fucking criticizing the instagram generation for getting mad when people this- don't follow them or unfollow them or don't like their posts and now you're like calling out kathleen for not because kathleen responding to your is- tweet kathleen i feel like is on twitter frequently. I'm on Twitter a lot, yes. Yeah, and I'm going to like give love to the people that I tweet to, which is nobody. And if, Kath- <laughs> if I at Kathleen, fucking acknowledge my existence, maybe. Right. I'm okay. really sorry. I would. Usually I do. Okay. People well, listening who tweet me probably, like I, I usually respond. Well, you, yeah, you even respond to the people that are assholes. So I thought yeah. I would be in, under that department. All right. I'm sorry. Next saying, time I will. Sasha, I don't think that you can say that people are too sensitive well, You're trying to stoke anymore. some weird... Exactly. Fighting fire. Move on. (laughs) That is my natural state. I know. Um, Okay. Are we ready? Uh, Kathleen, are you ready to listen to other people's drama? I am so ready. And usually I'm the one asking for advice. But I think think that makes me good at this. Okay. I think that's going to make me good at this. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. Hi, Sasha Laney. Long time uh, listener. Um, Oh, no. Long time reader and new listener. But I've been devouring episodes daily. Thank you very much. So, would love to hear your take on a current friendship situation I have going on. I have a longtime friend, let's call him M, who has been a constant in my life for 13 years and has been there for me for ups and some serious downs. I truly do cherish him as a friend. I care about him and I'm thankful for him and everything he's done for me. For context, I should mention I'm a straight woman and he's a gay man and there's no romantic connection here. Within the last two years or so, I've noticed that this relationship brings me a lot of anxiety and I've had to think a lot about why that's happening. One thing I landed on is that I often feel trapped into spending time with him rather than it being being an organic thing. He'll ask me at 7.30 a.m. if I'm available for dinner that night and if I say no to plans because, hello, it's 7.30 and I have no idea who I will be come 6 (laughs) p.m., and end up grabbing drinks with other friends or otherwise out, not chained to my couch in my apartment because I said I didn't want to do anything 12 hours prior, I get some passive-aggressive bullshit the next day because he saw something on someone's Instagram. I try to explain that it wasn't a planned thing, but nevertheless, I'm left feeling like I did something wrong. It's led me to a place where every time he asks me what I'm doing tonight or this weekend, it brings an instant pit in my stomach and I feel like I have to lie. Which brings me to my next point. I also feel anxiety while hanging out with him. I've noticed that he's constantly one-upping and lately seems completely unable to be involved in a conversation without bringing the point back to himself. It's gone to a point where it almost feels like performative, like Instagram in real life. A mutual friend has called it peacocking. This all came to a head recently when my mother had a serious health scare and after weeks of thinking she would only have two to three months to live, which turned not out which this turned out not to be the case. Thank Blue Ivy and the twins. I like you already. <laughs> Love her. I reached out to catch up with him and talk about what I had been through. He knows my mom has been there to talk about her cancer in previous years. He responded, literally I'm quoting here, oh my God, that's so great. Sorry you've been dealing with that beat. 
And while we're down this road, my uncle just had surgery, followed by a full-blown detailing of his uncle's health issues. Like, what? Did you just one-up on me (laughs) on family health? Am I fucking crazy here for feeling like he's turning into a narcissist? His behavior has been noticed by my group of friends to the point where I know he's become a joke among the group, although they hide it when I'm around. I'm not around out of respect. I'm at a loss. I love him, but I don't know how I feel about him anymore. Plus, I'm feeling protective of him becoming a joke, and I want to help to see that he doesn't need to put on a show and try to be someone he's not to have value. What do I do? Hearing your thoughts would be much appreciated. Thanks, S. Okay. So I've been in this situation. Oh, Which one are you? Twice. Are you the friend that gets mad at other people for not hanging out? Or? Which one am I? <laughs> How dare you? Oh, that was funny. Um, well, I am the, the letter writer. I am S, the letter writer. Oh my God. I wow. say this because when Kathleen found out that I was going to, to Celine Dion the other night, she, and this is what happens. Why wasn't I invited? Where yes. was I? Oh, I am that person. I'm the FOMO friend that's like, invite me everywhere, take me to everything. Yes. This is different. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have been the friend who is what, like, the other friend is one upping you. You don't, you feel anxious hanging out with them. You don't want to be around them. All the other, all your other friends are like, this is not a good person, a healthy person in your life. And you're still trying to make this friendship work. Mm. And I don't, like, logically, I want to be like, break up with this guy. Like, he's not worth your time. That's not a good friend to you. If you're unloading all the stuff about your mom's health and he can't even, like, receive that and ask you follow-up questions and be there for you, that's not a friend. But I have been there. Like, My parents were going through a divorce. I went to a friend, told her about it. And like the first thing she said was something about herself. Like Mm. I've been there and I stayed and I'm still friends with this person. And so you're still friends with this person. Yes. Okay. The question that I want to know from S and then from you, Kathleen, um, seeing as we don't have S in front of us, is was said friend always like this or did said friend become this all of a sudden? Because that to me is is the differing point here. That's a great question. For me, I think this friend has always been like that. I just started like noticing Noticing it. it. And Mm -hmm. maybe it got a little bit worse. And I think that what I will say to S that might be an explanation for her friend's behavior is that with my friends, it got worse with insecurity. Like the more insecure they became, the worse friend they were. And so I think that's how I justify it sometimes. I'm like, this is why I'm sticking around. Um, S said that, you know, she wanted to defend this friend that she felt bad that other friends were talking bad about this guy. And so I I understand that. I understand that inclination. If you are a good friend, you want to defend your friend. But, like, if this friend isn't being a good friend back, I don't think they're worth it. Can I play a little? Like, I have a little, I'm, like, sometimes I have those little spidey senses where I'm like, hmm, I think I know what's going on here. And I think for me, and I think what you've just said, Kathleen, is the friend is feeling insecure. And I think the reason why her friend is feeling insecure is because, something's happened in their relationship whereby they're not so close. So this is why he's acting out, right? Because she doesn't seem to be like, and he's always been like this. It's sort of like this out of blue behavior that he's becoming so like um, clingy and annoying and desperate. Um, For me, if we can go back to that, I think it's like the second paragraph where I would be upset if I was him. If I texted either one of you at 7 a.m. was like, want to hang out tonight? And you said no. And then you made plans with someone else 12 hours later. I'd be like, why the fuck didn't you invite me? Yeah, to come along. So for us, I want to be like, you got to take the blame on that. Like that is actually like fair that he's a bit miffed that he's asking you to hang out 
you like, no, 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 and then you're out. Like, that's not cool. I would, that would bother me. And that I think is then where we start to see the fuel of his, um, of his insecurity, Mm -hmm. right? Like, so I feel like S has a part that she's playing in this and I would like her to acknowledge that. Well, I think it's also interesting. I feel like not to get all granular with the writing and the train of thought, Mm. but if she had flipped the stories where she was like, hey, I need your advice about a friend. Hanging out with this friend gives me anxiety because he always talks about himself and he doesn't ask me any questions. And then the one time my mom was sick um, and then he blew right by it and talked about his uncle and she wrote that paragraph first. Yes. And then wrote yes. the, the second paragraph where when he calls me at 7.30, I don't know if I yes. feel like going out. Then you would feel differently. Mm. Uh, yes, I would. Yes. But the fact is, is that S, you wrote that email and you gave us the info about bailing on him or not meeting up with him first. And then you gave us that information second. So it was, that's why you're feeling that way, exactly. Sasha. And I agree. I had the same inclination. Yeah. I was like, oh, weird. Like, why, why are would you, you do that? Because like, I get it. I get not knowing what you want to do at 6 p.m. at 7 a.m. That's yes. fair. But then when 6 rolls around and you do feel like going out and you know someone has asked you to hook up and your other people are going out, then you should just be at least a courtesy. Hey, do you, you know, want to come? Do you want to come? Sure. Yeah. So she did say he was her ride or die, right? Yeah. So you would expect that you would invite your ride or die. But you're right that if this person gives you anxiety and if he's at a group, he's at a table with a group of friends and he's trying to one up everybody, you're like, I don't want this guy coming with my group of friends at 6 p.m. At 6 a.m. I know I'm going to feel like that at 6 a.m. So like, no, you're not coming. I get that. I get it too. I just wonder if there's like, you know how as writers – how you write can betray you. Sure. It just did here. I don't know. Like, does this, does this, the fact that she listed these things in this order, is that indicative of something? I think both things can be true here. I think she kind of dropped the ball on the friend game there and he's become overbearing and um, a bit anxiety inducing in their relationship because he is one-upping. No one wants to hang out with a one-upper. No. Like they're the worst. The worst. Especially when they're serious one-uppers when you're like, oh, hi, my mom has cancer. Can we talk about that? Mm -hmm. And you one-up it with something else. Like that's fucking bananas to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm like, this isn't your friend. Do we not talk to that friend though and be like, hey, Bob, where have you gone? with you? Oh yeah, you got to sit down and talk to them first. Yeah, for sure. I think that that Which needs- I say that so confidently. And I- <laughs> yeah, as your friend, as your shitty friend and still your friend. I need this advice. <laughs> I love that it's become about Kathy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, speaking about what epic, Kathy's like, let's talk more about let's my Let's talk problem. about me. Okay, but in fairness to you, that person isn't your ride or die. You have no. never said, no. as long as I've known you, we all know who your ride or yeah. die is. That would yeah. be Elizabeth Trenier. Yeah. Yes. Um, and who's been on this podcast. A couple times. Don't be jealous. <laughs> I just um, don't understand why you guys didn't invite me. <laughs> but yeah, I just think it's, it, I think it's a little bit different where this person was like a little bit further down the list. Yeah, for sure. And I do think I honestly will give myself, again, it's become about me, <laughs> the benefit of the doubt. And I yeah. do think if it was one of my best friends, my ride or die, I yeah. do think I would sit them down and be like, listen this behavior you're exhibiting is hurting me. Yeah. Because clearly this is what, I mean, this is why she's writing in. Like yeah. if, if it wasn't hurting her, if it wasn't like she wasn't thinking about it, she wouldn't care. I thought it was interesting what you said too about how you didn't notice it before. Yeah. 
And that is something that is, I agree. In our 20s, certain things don't bug us. Like we are already kind of like fucking fucked up and… Everyone's fucked up. A little bit more self-involved in your 20s than in your… Kathleen's still very young. Just want to make that Thank clear. You. She like clarification. Yeah. She likes to make that clear a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I am. So you're so not young. that far away from your 20s. No, In no, fact, no. you're barely out of your 20s. So I'm still learning. This is why I'm <laughs> guys. So um, in your 20s, yeah, things you you're not perceptive to certain things because yeah. you're mm-hmm. so in your own head that mm-hmm. other people's behavior when they're in their own head is like normal or you don't notice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I do think it's interesting that when we get past that phase, sometimes we phase friends out. Mm-hmm. We either outgrow it or we notice things. We want different things. That's also really normal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's this weird thing, especially with, yeah, not it's not even gendered. It's that we feel like we have to be forever friends with people. Yeah. Because we're told big. in stories like Goodwill Hunting or <laughs> right. that you have to be friends with the people that you mm-hmm. grew up with. I will say, though, that I think it's too early for us to throw in the towel when you have someone who's been in your life this long, that they deserve to be um, – they deserve to have a conversation about their behavior and how it's affecting yeah. the whole relationship in general. So I think that S needs to talk to her friend and be like – What's been going on with you lately? What have I done that has maybe like stirred up some emotions or insecurity in you? Like the, the discussion has to happen yeah, sure. before we can give any actual real concrete yeah. advice. Especially yes. if you're describing him as your ride or yeah. die. You've got to have that conversation first, I agree, but keeping in Lainey's advice in mind that you don't have to be friends with this person forever. Yeah. Yeah. So well, have the conversation yeah. first, but then be like, maybe you're not there yet, but right. Yeah. Also, spoiler alert, there's a question that's coming that actually will lead right into what you just said. So it'll be interesting to see what we're, where oh, we go with that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm Now I'm like excited to see what's <laughs> going to happen next. But I also want to finish on or at least explore the idea of um, when you have the talk, it's going to be really uncomfortable. I think that the reason people avoid these talks, Kathleen, is… <laughs> Is that it's really fucking uncomfortable. Correct. And if you know this person, if this person is a one-upper, I can picture what this conversation is going to be. What? Right? Like, it's going to be like, hey, you know, I think that something's changed in you and I just want to know, like what you just said, I just want to know what I've done, what we can do moving forward. And then the one-upper just gets defensive. Mm. Yeah. Right? And then just tries to go back to their own stuff and make you feel guilty. And then you leave the conversation feeling guilty and being like, oh, am I the bad friend? What happened here? Right. And so when I play out that scenario in my head, because like I am an anxiety ridden, like overthink everything, mm. I play conversations in my head before they happen. If I play that conversation in my head, I know how it's going to go. And so I just don't have it. Mm-hmm. Is that bad? And because well, they're not that close, like this yeah. person doesn't live here, like, I'm not seeing her every day. It's not that bad for you, again, because your person isn't Isn't your your ride or or die. die. Yes. So if it's your ride or die, unfortunately, as uncomfortable as it's going to be, you – it needs to be done. And I hate to sound all Pollyanna or self-help, but, like, change doesn't happen when we are comfortable. Yeah. Like, change only occurs when you're – Doing and going to places, going to spaces and doing, I don't know, whatever. Fuck. 
Take two. <laughs> that are, uh, but you know what I mean. Yeah. That are like new course, and uncomfortable. Yes. So you got to get uncomfortable. Sorry for the self help talk, but yeah, you got to get uncomfortable, right? I agree. Yeah. Good luck. Keep us posted. Now. I also still feel, feel like, yeah, let us know, but I have faith that your friend just needs to feel um, welcomed back in your life and also make some changes. I think that is doable and possible. So I wish you guys luck. Okay. Next. Mm-hmm. Oops. Oh, that's not a nice. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Are you guys both drunk? You're probably a little yeah, bit drunk. Yeah. yeah. You're now, I can tell that you're like plugged up alcohol. Like, I can tell, like, Asian alcohol plug. Oh. Right? You're a little know. bit stuffed. I'm always a little uh, bit stuffed No, lately, but, though. like, literally – anyway. Okay, ready? Both, you're both drunk. Yeah, ready. Great. I'm the sober one. <laughs> Thanks in advance. Oh, no, that was the previous article. For fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> you just proved my goddamn point. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Dear Sasha and Lainey, I need some advice on how to make more lady friends. I'm a college student about to graduate with a degree in mechanical engineering. Hello. My class is about 15% women on a good day. I've become so used to dealing with engineering bros, I feel like I've forgotten how to talk to anyone else. I have a few close female friends, all also engineers, but I'd really like to branch out and, I, and diversify my friend group. Engineering guys are easy to talk to because 99% of the time they're either more socially awkward than me or kind of dumb. Sorry, but the minute that's... Them saying, sorry. But the minute I see a gorgeous, confident lady I'd really like to get to know, I clam up because I feel like she'll be able to see right through me somehow. As confident ladies yourselves, what advice do you have for branching out? Thanks. Also, I don't really care if you use my real name. Let me just read that again and make sure. Thanks. Also, I don't really care if you use my real name. So we can say the name, right? Yeah. Okay. Hannah. Also, I love how Hannah said... um, when she sees a gorgeous, confident lady, and then she just said, as confident ladies. <laughs> she exempted gorgeous for us. <laughs> okay, go on. Sorry. <laughs> Hannah was not writing to me. Let me clear. Let me make that clear. Um, okay. So first of all, Hannah, congratulations on yeah, your degree yeah. in mechanical engineering. Yeah, you sound hardcore. That's dope. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's really sexy. And that there's a lot of other women in her class. Well, not a like lot. That's, didn't she say that? 15% women on a good day. But oh, some women. That's, oh, okay. That's something. Yeah. Eh, not great. <laughs> but she said that the, the few close female friends that she does have are also engineers. Oh my yeah. God. Good there's for like y'all. a world in which they're excellent mm-hmm. job, Hannah. Yeah. Anyway, so how does Hannah uh, approach gorgeous, confident ladies? <sighs> I mean, I feel like all of my friends are gorgeous, confident ladies, <laughs> truly. Right. And that some of my best friends I have made in the past, like, two, three years. Um, and I truly just – I mean, I was always really good at flirting. And I <laughs> feel like I would approach it like flirting in a romantic mm. relationship. Like, you just have to be your most charming self and just go for it. That's just actually like, really good advice because I feel like you've been like that. I remember when we first met, you were like – 
you were very complimentary to me. Yeah, and I you was were like, like hitting on and, you. But you were also like, we're going to be friends. And I was like, nah, I don't know you. And you're like, we're going to be friends. And I was like, I still don't know you. I'm surprised you didn't run away. Because well, I that wanted to. That's the no, no, that scares I, the shit out of I, her. I, cut to four years, five years later. Now we're friends, but yeah. we weren't back then. She's like, why are you getting back to me on Twitter? Well, yeah, but see, this is who she's changed me into. Some fucking thirsty bitch. But my point being, like, I remember yeah. that. Like, you were very, like, up in my face. Yeah. Being like, we're, like, let's hang out. And mm-hmm. I, I think sometimes you have to do that, especially with me. I'm, like, pretty standoffish and don't want to be friends with many people. And I need somebody to kind of push themselves, not in, like, a super aggressive, annoying way. But, like, sometimes you need to, like, really confront someone to be like, I want to be friends with you. Because in this day and age, like, when we're older – like it's hard to make it's hard to meet people mm-hmm. and sometimes both people are shy on either end. So if you can be that like quote unquote aggressor, um <laughs> what that's bad too. Okay, not aggressor, but if you can be that yeah. person who can come up to someone and be like, let's yeah. hang out, let's do something. Yeah. I want to be friends. The one who makes the first move. Yes. Yes. As you said, in the in the whole flirting kind of analogy. I love that analogy. The the flirting because I do think that people like I mean, I don't know that many men, or at least straight men, would admit to this, but I do think that a friendship can start like lady to lady or gorgeous, <laughs> confident lady to gorgeous, confident yeah. with flirting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You use the same skills. It's Absolutely. conversation, being sparkly and funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we are a certain kind of woman, like we notice attractiveness. Like we notice that kind of attractiveness. Sure. And it doesn't have to be like, Kardashian style attractiveness, but like attractiveness can be in your smile. Yeah. Um, and in how luscious someone no, I mean, I mean not I'm not saying like we're you have to like make your yeah, like fuck off, first of all. <laughs> but but I'm not saying it's it's not like, oh, um, let me push my tits out, that kind of thing. It's it's <laughs> do you understand now? It's not like that. It's you know, I do notice when I'm talking to somebody, a woman, and if she has great hair, I'm attracted to that. I want to keep talking to her and looking at her hair. If she's sure. really beautiful eyes, obviously I want to – and if she has a great voice, right? Yeah, and that think, kind of thing. Yeah, and I think that's like a good tangible tip if we're giving Hannah like, this is a thing you can do on Monday when you see this gorgeous, confident <laughs> person is like pay them a compliment. Right? Yeah. That's the first thing yeah. that you can do yeah, it's to, true. like, start that conversation. Oh, God. You two are such flirts, too. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. Those are all really good points. And it was funny. I, I was... flirt with women. Yes, I know like, you do. In this, yes. in this, like, non-sexual yeah. way because I love women. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. like, Kathleen, when I am into a woman, like, I want to be friends with her, I'm fucking all over her. Yeah, and you mm-hmm. go for it. She hates men. But... <laughs> But yeah, I've seen you do that too. Like, yeah. I, you've also seen me not care about people. Yes. But when I'm on it, like when I'm obsessed with somebody, I'm all over them. Yeah. And, yeah. and not in an obsessive, overtly obsessive way, but that that's what you kind of have to do. When you see someone and you're drawn to them, then mm-hmm. I think, yeah, as uncomfortable and as weird as it sort of feels, you have to push out of your comfort zone and just do it. If you want more fucking friends out of this engineering zone, you've got you've to do what you got to do. But yeah. yeah, I was sitting next to one of your friends. We had the Lady Gossip dinner last week. And one of your friends I was sitting next to said exactly that. Like you guys somehow met at some party and the person went up to you and was like, we need to hang out. Like I want to be friends with you. And you were like, oh, okay. And you guys have now been friends for many, many years. It was yeah. interesting because that's the way he said you guys became friends. Yeah. 
I and then and that's the thing. Like I I love this analogy. So Hannah, you got to work on your flirting. Yeah, but absolutely. Also, I mean, it's not. Listen, don't force it. Like you clearly have your eye on a couple people. Yeah, it's like maybe force it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not saying to force it, but. It took me four years to become friends with Sasha, and I didn't give up. <laughs> there you so, go. So I'm just saying, like, I, I don't think you need to force it, but I also think that if right away you're not getting the exact vibe that you want from this person, that doesn't mean you stop trying, yeah, or you stop flirting with them. Yeah, keep you doing wore, your thing. You wore Sasha down. I truly did. <laughs> totally, yeah. I think I did the same with you. I listen. <laughs> I'll just wear you down. <laughs> Meanwhile, as Yasik is indignant because you he he has about twenty seconds of your attention span, Kathleen, before you uh, will go and flirt with somebody else. Be more interesting, Yasik. <laughs> that is all I have to say. So, Hannah, let us know. Actually, we would really love an update from you mm-hmm. because we want to see how your friend flirting is going. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, Break it down for us. Like, tell us what your opening line was. It'll help other people. We get questions all the time about yeah. trying to find. New if it friends. worked, great. If it didn't, we, you know, we can help, you know, dissect how and why it didn't work. How about that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Next. Hi, Sasha Laney. I have a close group of girlfriends who are, as you always say, my ride or die. We've been friends for almost two decades. We're back to the ride or die, everybody. Mm-hmm. Through breakups, losing parents, new careers, we have always been there for each other. I love these girls so much. Two of them live in another state altogether, our hometown, while I live in New York. I moved here 10 years ago to launch my career and have never looked back. The thing is, while M and N are the closest people in my life, I can't help but feel I've grown in a different direction. I hate saying that they are small town, but it's kind of true. They've never really traveled. They are married to their high school sweethearts. They have worked at the same jobs most of their lives. These aren't bad things, but I hope it gives you an idea of their growth, in quotes. It's not like I'm a different person, but living in a big city, experiencing experiences, meeting and forming friendships with different people and different backgrounds and cultures has shaped me. I feel like I no longer relate to them like I once did. I guess my question is, should I feel bad about this? How do I continue being friends with people when I feel like the fundamental things that held us together are the same things that have me feeling distant from them? I hope this makes sense. Would really appreciate your advice. Thank you, T. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I think Kathleen can weigh in on this one too. Okay. I feel like this is very... Yeah, no, this is... experience. Listen, I will say the first answer to T's question is no, you shouldn't feel bad. Because, Mm. um, yeah, I grew up in Oakville, Ontario... Um, I, um, was a black girl in a very white school and grew up with best friends that I still have to this day. I call them my Oakville girls. I love them very much. They are everything you were saying in the beginning of that email. I very much connect to that. They're amazing. They're your ride or dies. You love them. But yeah, like a couple of them are, are with their high school sweethearts. Like they are in a completely, have gone in a completely different direction than me. And also moving away from Oakville and getting friends that, first of all, are the same race as me mm-hmm. or, of, or of different cultures than just like white people who grew up in Oakville, that is completely different. So I don't know what that situation is for T, but I think that 
absolutely our worldviews are going to be different once you move out of your, your small town. And I don't think that's a bad thing to say, like, we have moved into different directions and I'm focusing on my career and they're focusing on their families. And that immediately puts you in a completely different perspective in your life. I think that's okay. And you can have friends that maybe you're closer with and you don't talk to your ride or dies every day anymore. Mm -hmm. And they're not the, the people you go to for your like life problems because your life problems are all completely different now. Like you're not changing diapers. Yep. You're not dealing with a partner you've had for 20 years. Mm -hmm. Like that's a completely mm -hmm. different dynamic. I think that's okay. Yeah. And I think like my Oakville girls know this about me yeah. and I think th they're okay with that. Yeah. But I also think that like it's not a crisis. No. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. I think yeah. everything she's, she's feeling is normal. Yeah. And she feels guilty about it. I don't think she should. No, I don't either. Yeah, I agree too. I mean, I, not necessarily from a small town, but like I have my Vancouver friends who are my three best friends and I have a group of people that I love out there. But I do feel like when I moved to Toronto, I did, I, I like this letter resonated because I did get new experiences. I was living like a really different life and lifestyle that they were. And I think at first when I moved out here, I was like, I, I, I like the letter writer said, it's not like I thought I was better than them, but I was mm -hmm. like, there's something different happening with my life. Like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm like learning a lot more. And that kind of actually might've been a bit of a dicky thing to think, but that's what I did think. Now, after being here for 15 years, I like cherish my friends back home more than ever because I'm like all this time apart, they're still my core. And I also love that they don't have any interest in what I fucking do. Like, they don't know, they don't know any, like, celebrity shit. They don't know anything. They could give two shits. And for some reason, to me, that's, like, heartwarming for me. I, um, I'm no longer, like, the glistening glitter of, like, I'm, like, this cool city girl. Like, that shit doesn't mean anything at the end of the day. Like, when people know who you are, it doesn't really matter what experiences you have that are different. Do you know what I mean? Like the core, the, like the common denominator is I want to be friends with you because you're good people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not because you are dating the same person you've been, you dated back in yeah. high school. Like all that shit doesn't matter at later on in life. Like I think you feel those effects more in your 20s and 30s because everyone's like, you know, thriving and doing different things. Yeah. I don't know. Like I get our, I just, I understand where our, uh, where tea is coming from, but I think when the dust settles a bit and like the career isn't as important or all those things kind of settle down, you'll feel drawn back to your friends again. Yeah. But I also think that there is like, there's things that T is going to be able to teach her friends. Yes. I hope so. Yeah. That they are not exposed to because yeah. she's just exposed to a completely different things yeah. from moving out of her small town and yeah. vice versa. So yeah, there's like they'll be able to ground her in the like not letting her career take over her entire yeah. life because that's not as much as we all love our careers here. Like you still need that balance. And yeah. so those friends are going to let you have that balance. But yeah. also you're going to be able to come in and be like, no, I don't want to generalize people who live in small towns or who only are around the people they went to high school with, but that's not opening up your worldview totally. to a lot of different perspectives. Yeah. And so in my experience, I have been able to like – my girlfriends say all the time, and sometimes I'm like, roll my eyes at it, but they're like, you've you've expanded my horizons, like stuff like that. And I'm like, that's that's awesome. great. Awesome, yeah. That's a good thing. But it's yeah. also like, that shouldn't be my burden. That shouldn't be yeah. like yeah, yeah, my yeah. only You're like, not going back there to teach. Yeah. Job here. Yeah. But it, I think that 
on the flip side, I also need to think about how much they've taught me and yeah. how much they let they like ground me as well. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a good thing, I think, yeah. about her scenario. I also think it's important to – I think it's great that, you know, you go to New York and – now we're in like a TV show, right? Like, right? That's a small town. Yeah. You yeah. leave your small town, you go totally. to New York. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. There's you could you guys are producers. She's so you Brooke can, Davis. Yeah. From one You can see the shot. Um, like, you know, the camera zooms in on her walking, and then camera goes zooms up and she looks up at the skyscrapers, <laughs> right? Like yeah. that is yeah. your and I think it's great and it's wonderful to have your perspectives broadened and to be meeting people of new backgrounds and cultures. But at the same time, like even people of different backgrounds and cultures can be dicks. Of sure, course. of course. And kindness isn't restricted to people in a big city. Area code, yeah. Like mm-hmm. what we want, basic, all of us, no matter where we come from, are friends we can trust mm-hmm. and who'll be there for us mm-hmm. and who will listen and who are kind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that can exist in any city, small or big. Yeah. So in terms of you assessing friendships, I think it's great that T is meeting people who's who are teaching her things. Yeah. That's wonderful. But it doesn't mean that like those core qualities of your two hometown best friends aren't the things that can be the bond. Yeah. In fact, those are the most important bonds. Yeah. Again, I'm with. I'm here bringing the Pollyanna or whatever. Yeah. But like, because <laughs> you're drunk, you're feeling. No, but emotional. I'm not just drunk. I'm like playing it out like the yeah. TV show. Yeah. Where the trope in the TV show would be: you leave the small town, you go to the big city, you're glamorized by the big, big city, yeah. you're drawn into everything, but then the big city people can betray you too. Yeah. Absolutely. I will say there are specific things. I don't, I don't want to read too much into like stuff that she hasn't told us, but like if her friends are very much like marriage babies and she's single career, yeah. cause I've been there and yeah. that's a frustrating position to be in with like oh, your closest yeah. friends. If they're being like, but what about marriage? Mm-hmm. What about babies? Yes. Yeah. And you're just not on that level that I also understand. And she can like, I think that, it's okay if maybe she distances herself mm-hmm. from them if that's if those are the pressures they're putting on. Sure. Her. Yes. And there's ebb and flow, right? Like right. when you have decade-long relationships or decade-long friendships, like you're tighter, you're not, you're yeah. tighter, you're not like and and that's good too. And to acknowledge that 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 yeah. happens is um something that maybe T needs to put in her back pocket is like that shit just happens. But listen, yeah. I've lived in a I've never lived in a small town. I've always lived in like a small town to me is Vancouver. Yeah. Um <laughs> It's, it's it is pretty it can small be dinky. town. Sure. Yeah. Um, but it's by no stretch a small town. It's still considered a very much yeah, yeah, city. And that shit can change in any city. Um, that you have friends and then they have babies and they get married yeah. and then you you stop having things to talk about. Oh, yeah. That has happened I mean, to that me. happens here in… That happens here in yeah. Toronto. It yeah. definitely happens in Toronto. Or it definitely happens in New York. Of they course. also make shows about that. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's… Yeah. It's… This is just the organic nature of friendship. Yeah. Geography is not like a really important factor in that way. Um, but I I do think that even though there are friends of mine like you and like you who are married and have babies and maybe you don't have things to talk about on the day-to-day anymore, certain things can still bond you together forever. Absolutely. And there's just such a comfort that they have known you since you were 
14 years yeah, old. So yeah. They remember to, like, that crush you exactly. had on that dude. You don't <laughs> and have to that fill in background anything. information. That, yeah, trump, that yeah. trumps any and everything to me. That's why I think that Teed's maybe getting a little bit like, I don't. I think she just needs to simmer, right? Like she, yeah. I, I, I appreciate that she's concerned about like maybe um, drifting apart from her friends. But I think first, as we've said, acknowledge that that happens in friendships mm-hmm. and be, they're still there. Like there's nothing to really fucking worry about at this point. Yeah. Um, it just made me think about recommendations of like what to watch and what to read for people who are going through this. Like, isn't this kind of book smart? Yeah, sure. I didn't love Booksmart, but sure. Really? No, I'm, it I'm, was basically the exact same movie as… Um, Bridesmaids? No, as… Because it's also Bridesmaids. It's also Bridesmaids, yeah. <laughs> Is it Bridesmaids? Well, that's, that's not, not a bad thing. It. Okay, but yeah, I it's, it's not a bad thing. It's, it's my like super book, bad. But my, my love of Booksmart, because I did love it when I saw it, has nothing to do with it being groundbreaking. Oh, okay, fine. Right? Like, I've yeah. watching that movie, I was like, yeah, I've seen this movie before. It's just But really I still cute. fucking love it. Okay, yeah, fine. You yeah. didn't, fuck, like, as gross as you are, you didn't fucking love the- As gross <laughs> as I am? <laughs> Sorry, what? What? <laughs> what do you mean? You fucking love dick pushy, pussy fuck shit Was talk. there dick pussy fuck Remember in the talk? cab or in the lift, and they were watching the fucking oh, porn? Oh, the porn, sure. Sure, sure, sure. And it was just exactly like Superbad. Okay. But, like- Still, it being exactly like super bad is still why I liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was a super bad for teen girls, and we didn't have that. Okay, it was when just I was a bit, in fucking high school, just a bit formulaic. But okay, great. Go watch. Su- oh, go wow. watch. Not super so bad. Everything is formulaic. Okay, this isn't show your work. This is what's your drama. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> you brought it up, but I'll defend formulaic. <laughs> yeah, I will. So watch- everything's formulaic. The Irishman is formulaic. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch the Irishman yet? No, not yet. Oh God. Yeah, good. Um, okay, go. No, so book no. smart. Book smart. Oh, also, like, no, 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 no. What? Maybe actually, because I actually don't remember super bad, but I do love also the scene in Book Smart where she's making out with that girl in the bathroom. Yes, and then <sighs> love that scene. Yeah, it's hilarious. What the fuck does it have to do with what this person's I'm writing just about? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? I'm just saying. <laughs> Booksmart is a, a movie it's a great worth movie. watching about this situation and holding <laughs> on to okay, your fine. friendships. Yes, yes, sure. And yes. bridesmaids and supervise. Yes, yes. It's about friendships. I'm trying and to moving provide on. Yes. recommendations. So okay, is yeah. High School Musical three senior year. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I'm now I'm on Sasha's side. <laughs> I have and switched. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. Jesus. I don't know if that was the I, strongest ending, that but is a deep. Like uh, I can understand someone knowing. No regrets. I'm so high proud school of musical, my high school. Like whatever, I get that. But to go to three, <laughs> I didn't even. Oh, know yeah, first existed. of all, High School Musical three senior year is the only theatrical release and the best one. I have, fight me. Who are the stars fight of me. High School <laughs> Musical? Who are is Zac it Efron? Is it Zac Efron? Zac Efron and Dem- Demi- is Demi? Oh, that's Camp Rock Ashley and roll. Tisdale, Zac Efron, Vanessa Hudgens. Corbin Fuck Blue, you. I know why Winnie you did Coleman. this. I know why you did this and brought this up. It's because Sasha and I have no fucking idea, idea what these people is. are. Because this is another oh. way of her being like, I'm young. Yes, exactly. That's you know exactly what? why. And you just named the people. You just had to say you know who these people yeah. are. So you're telling me that I'm the only old here. Yeah. Fine. I'll be only the old. old. I am so young, first of all. But second of all, you know High School Musical. You know Zac Efron. You know Vanessa I Hudgens. Don't know. act like you don't know I only these know their names and that they, on their IMDb, have that on there. <laughs> I have never fucking watched it. I am going to make you sit down and watch all three High School Musicals. Two is the weakest. Also, (laughs) 
Disney Plus just put out High School Musical, the musical, the series, which is like a reboot of High School Musical. So this is why is it's that like what top you've of been mind. Doing? Yes, I watched all of them. Of course. I'm now questioning my acceptance of her friendship. <laughs> You're oh, stuck no. with me now, Sasha. You're stuck with me. Thank you, Kathleen. Yes, thank you, Kathleen. Oh, is that it? Yeah, really? (laughs) (laughs) Really, really. Like, you came came with it. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Thanks for bringing your personal experience. Yeah. I'm sorry for making it all about me. (laughs) No, you're not. (laughs) No, you're not. (laughs) Um, So next week, we're back. We are back next week, and we also will have a special guest. Yeah. Um, but until then, send us your questions. We want to know what your shit is so that we can tell you about yourself. Yep. At Sasha at LaineyGossip.com. Send and them my way. also subscribe to us where you get your podcasts. Leave comments and reviews. Leave reviews about Kathleen. Um, definitely. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Please let us know what you thought of Kathleen, actually, in your comments because that – Will help if we want to bring her back. But also, again. <laughs> but also, she loves talking about herself, so she will read them. <laughs> We've made me sound so great throughout this podcast. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thank you, Kathleen. We'll be back. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 